Ladies and gentlemen. What you gonna do? Brother, 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 brother. I lost the muster on that, brothers. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. You started started off strong and then kind of slipped slipped by the wayside there. Yeah, uh, it is Thursday, June second. Wild to think it is already June. We are almost halfway through the year. Yeah, uh, and it is another to- episode of the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is the Impact Power Hour. I'm Ryan. I'm Angelo, and yeah, Angelo, we had, you had an eventful, eventful weekend that just just occurred. Uh, with... Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Call it eventful. Yeah, yeah. He went into double or nothing as Deep Six champ. Uh, he he did a punishment from one of the previous uh, predictions that he lost. How how was how was your mukbang? Uh it was. It was not great. <laughs> it was less quantity than the first one, but the the food was so much worse. So that that is hurt. true. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I wasn't in like as much pain as the first one because I was. That's just, fair. There was just so much volume after the first one. I was like actual actually writhing in pain. This one was like a slow burn where like the food was terrible, and then it's like, oh, this is not good. um yeah so that video if it's not already out on the youtube already it should be out soon uh once we do some playful editing um or once pat does playful editing because that that's what his one his many jobs here is but angelo ended up not coming out of double or nothing as (laughs) champ anymore (laughs) nope um did did you in fact lose double or nothing I, in fact, lost. And I'm, like, sad because I didn't, like, have hot takes, really. No. It was just just poor, I mean, surprises, really. Yeah. A lot of splits, and I just went the wrong way. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, uh, we are here tonight to talk about Impact, uh, the episode that just happened. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, just some quick impact news. Uh, the Best of Super Juniors tournament is over um, in New mm-hmm. Japan. Ace had a pretty good showing. Uh, he finished near the top half of his bracket. Uh, he finished with 10 points, so five wins. Uh, finished five and four. Um, so not bad, especially for your first his first time ever being there. Um Got over like huge. So he came uh, off real hot, huge... hot to start and then cooled off. Yeah, yeah. He he kind of fell apart towards the end of this tournament. Uh, he only had one loss in his first, uh, I think, six matches, and then yeah. he lost his last three. Um, he lost to Show. He lost to Hiromu uh, early on in the tournament. Uh, he lost to. 
Taguchi, um, and he lost <laughs> to Aki- uh, Francesco Akira, or Akira, however they pronounce it, because he's Italian. Uh, and commentary kept on calling him Akira or Akira uh, throughout the tournament. Um, but yeah, uh, Hiromu has asked for a title shot uh, for the X Division. Uh, and uh, commentary said that uh, that has been granted whenever Hiromu comes to America. Uh, and then Taguchi has asked for a title shot uh, and all, uh, because he wants to make the X Division the ass division. Uh, because if you are not uh, aware of Taguchi, uh, he is a big fan of using his butt to win matches. Uh, and in this, to beat uh, Ace, he pulled down his pants and sat his butt right on Ace's face for the win. Um, shame. Yeah. Uh, and he also he also did call out Ultimate X, uh, saying he wanted to make it Ultimate Ass as well. Oh, no. Um, but oh, I don't oh. think Taguchi does not seem the person to be put into Ultimate X. Again, he's not. He, he's one of the older men. Uh, it'd be very odd to see him in this. Uh, Especially if he's, he's promising he's just going to pull his pants down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he'd get over with the U.S. crowds with him <laughs> just shaking, taking his, his, uh, his bum out all the time. Maybe he uh, can, like, you know, come out in the same bit as Shark Boy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That seems to be the category of a uh, wrestler he would be in Impact yeah. Wrestling. Hey, man, he's he's a champion. He's the tag, the junior tag champ currently. Wow. Okay. Uh, with Master Wado, uh, they are the 69th uh, junior champs. Oh no, I uh, yeah yeah the 69th junior champs uh, tag champs. He was also the 69th uh, tag or uh, junior champion. So he, he loves that number 69. Yeah, very fitting. Uh, he says that it rules his life. Um, he even him and Master Watto's tag team name is six or nine, uh, and they they got a lot of shirts with the, with the sixty nine because of course, um, gotta up. love it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ace really over uh, did play the babyface for most of the tournament, which was very odd considering again talked about how an impact. I'm pretty sure he's only been a heel, um, but it was. Getting up in the crowd, um, giving high fives to the crowd, waving the babies, um, things like that. Uh, trying to get the crowd to, to, to do, get as loud as they could, even without them being able to cheer and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of the times, they, they, uh, th- this tournament was basically the New Japan crowd being like, we're going to push the envelope of what we can do. Uh, with the uh, restrictions, uh, and a lot of the time when Ace was doing his hand, his one-handed handstands and his reversals, uh, and even his, uh, the fold the first few times, there were actual audible gasps and cheers for it. So, um, yeah, he got he got real over. Um, yeah, that's uh, what he, most. Yeah, uh, he also will have one more match in Japan uh, at the Best of Super Juniors final. Uh, he is in a tag match. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, basically all the people that didn't make it are in tag matches. Um, and there's one match that's just like eight of them, I think. And then the other ones are like pretzeled in other or sprinkled in other places. 
But yeah, Ace had a good tournament. Good stuff for him. Uh, the other piece of information or news for Impact is apparently uh, W. Morrissey is done with Impact Wrestling. As me and Angelo had hinted that we believed he was going to be on his way out with AEW and WWE seemingly interested in him. Uh, it seemed like, you know, he'd be on the up and up uh, going for something bigger, something possibly better. Um, and yeah, apparently tonight was his last match, uh, that they'd, uh, they'd taped, uh, according to Andrew Zarian, uh, of Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, can't wait to see him in GCW going forward. Yeah. I I mean, they didn't say where (laughs) he's going to go, but I don't think AEW is in his future just because AEW is already crowded and they've already got a lot of big men. Uh, I, I do think if he is going to go somewhere, probably would be WWE. Um, yeah, and they, like like you said, Ryan, we, we kind of expected him to go to greener pastures it's sooner rather than later. So it yeah. makes sense. It's a shame we're not going to see him anymore. But uh, he's going to get paid well, very handsomely, wherever he goes. Oh, for sure. And if he, he keeps himself in as good a shape as he has been and is you know doing good promo work still, he, the sky's the limit for him uh, yep. because he's been fantastic. Um, so, yeah. But uh, going to TNA to resurrect your career is done for uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, John Morrison, to some extent. Uh, eh. he, 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 hey, he, he, won, he won a world championship there. Yeah, but then he went back to yeah, well, WWE to not be relevant. That, <laughs> I'm more speaking, you know, the, the, the positive true. upward trajectory. That's true. And went back to just being in the same tag team he was in 12 years ago. <laughs> and just being obsessed with uh, water. Yeah, which, granted, Mr. Morrison was one of my favorite tag teams as a kid. It just didn't click well. You know, on the second rendition, when they're both like forty years old, <laughs> and one of them is positioned as somebody who you know they care about, and the other one is John Morrison. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, before we get again, before we get into anything, just a reminder: follow us on uh, social media at Deep Six Wrestling uh, without the G at the end on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast on any of the different platforms. We are on basically all the major podcast platforms at this point, uh, as well as subscribe to the YouTube at Deep Six Wrestling. Uh, all these are free. You can leave us a review, a rating. All of it helps us out. Uh, so, yeah, going into Impact, um, we start off with uh, another th- uh, video package, basically showing off what happened last week with uh, the main event with Josh Alexander and the Briscoes versus Violent by Design. Uh, but then we got into uh, the old school uh, Impact TNA uh, uh, opening. Angelo, you said that uh, it brought back memories. This was the one I remembered. Like that, that was the theme song that I remembered from my childhood. The first week, it was a little, I guess, or too early for me. And yeah. this, this was like, oh, yeah, that was Don West screaming and uh, <laughs> Mike Denae and Taz also on commentary. Like Those were the moments I remember. Yeah. Um, we start off the show with Savannah uh, versus Mia Yim. Uh, Deanna Prazo comes out first to join commentary. Uh, Matt Raywald is not on commentary for most of tonight because he is uh, 
preparing for his return to the ring against Rich Swan tonight. Um, Deanna basically plays the role of the heel commentator, just running down Mia Yim and basically everybody else who's going to be in the uh, tournament or in the Queen of the Mountain match. Uh, we did get a rundown of what the uh, the rules are for King of the Mountain and Queen of the Mountain matches. I've never seen a, uh, a King of the Mountain match. This sounds like a clusterfuck and a half. Um, with them, like, you start out on the outside. You get pinfalls and submissions. If you get pinned, you go in a penalty box for a few minutes. And then you oh. have to go and climb a ladder and put the belt on top or like hang the belt up. So it's basically like a reverse money in the bank or ladder match. Uh, it just sounds very confusing and yeah, very silly. I have to watch one of the old pay-per-views to get a King of the Mountain match. Yeah. yeah. I'm not familiar. Yeah. I know that they had, they had a King of the Mountain title as well for a few years. Yes. Um, I really hope they didn't defend it exclusively in King of the Mountain matches because that just it, sounds like a lot. It might have been possible. No, but... I, I doubt they did that. That would have been ridiculous. Um, it was it was defended weekly. It was a TV King of the Mountain title. Oh God! <laughs> it was a 24 seven title. Yeah. Title. You ever ever uh, watch Championship Scramble matches WWE? Yes. Yeah. yeah those were uh, those were messes as well. Yeah, Brian Kendrick was, uh, you know, if you consider that those title changes championships, then uh, Brian Kendrick, I think, has a title. Yeah, I, I 100% count them as title title things because yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, at least in some of them, like, whenever the pinfall happened, like, the, the announcer would say over it, like, and he's now the champion. And Right, like, they would so. announce him as champion, but WWE doesn't recognize them. As That's okay. silly. Yeah. Don't announce them as champions if they're not actual champions. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, this this match um, was was fine. Uh, I think it got to show off a lot of what Mia Yim can do uh, for people who haven't seen her in a bit. Um, Savannah, again, not the smoothest in ring. Uh, like, at one point, Mia threw her out of the ring and Savannah looked like she like hit her head on the rope and then like tried to readjust herself to get out. It did not look as smooth. Um, but I didn't think this was a bad match at all. Uh, it just definitely was not the, uh, I guess, the hottest start you could start with, uh, com- considering how uh, Impact, for the most part, normally tries to start shows off with like a very hot match. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's also interesting, uh, you know, um, Tasha for the most part stayed out of this. Uh, she does try to get her herself involved right at the end, um, with her, you know, putting her hands on Mia's hair as Mia's trying to get back in and the ref is checking on Savannah, but Jordan Grace immediately runs down, takes Tasha out, um, and, Mia wins with the eat the feet uh, and uh, Deanna does not get involved, which Tom says he's very shocked at. Um, so is eat the feet always Mia Yim's finisher now, or is that just homage to Gail Kim? 
So she's at least in the, uh, NXT, she always used it. Oh, she okay. just called it something different. Okay, that makes sense. I'm like, no way they called it eat the feet all the time. Yeah, and like I, I, I'm trying to remember. Like I believe I don't know if this is another move she does, but she has a move called protect your neck, uh, homage to the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, I think that's the same move because you know it okay. does go to your neck. Uh, yeah. But it might be a different move, like a kind of got that same like you know feel on the mouth. Yeah, like your neck, eat the feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, after this, we go backstage to a previously recorded thing from earlier tonight, where Eddie Edwards is just hanging out in front of a door. Uh, it looked like it's like a door to leave the building, um, and Shark Boy shows up. My man. Uh, and asked Eddie, and he's like, you know, Eddie, you're, you weren't one of the original people in, in Impact, but, like, you've been here for a while, and now, now you've turned your back on Impact. What are you doing? Uh, and Eddie doesn't like this. He grabs Shark Boy by the... No uh, one really likes getting advice from Shark Boy. Are you telling me that you wouldn't want some advice from Shark Boy? I, I would occasionally pay for the uh, life advice from Shark Boy via Cameo. Okay. Oh, I guess I shouldn't complain. That's fair. Um, uh, so he gets Shark Boy, puts him against the wall. Uh, he's like, oh, don't get, get into this. Impact asked for this. They turn their back on me. The fans turn their back on me. Uh, and then out of nowhere comes Wildcat Chris Harris, uh, who's looking a little bit better than he did the last time we saw him on Impact. Uh and again, runs down Eddie again, says, you know, you weren't here originally, but you've, you've got impact in your blood. Uh, what changed all this? And Eddie's just like, get out of my, my business. And then he leaves. But then he'd come back later in the night because Arno Moore had stuff to do. Um, but yeah, good to see they're continuing on this 20 years stuff with bringing back some some legends of the business of the impact days uh and the tna days uh during this yeah indeed i'm all for it yeah uh if you had to bring back somebody else uh in this this i mean i i guess we can talk about that i don't want to answer it here that's fair all right we'll get we'll get to it uh after this we get uh the influence walking into the undead realm um and uh asking rosemary you know it seems they like what she did with the place but uh it seems less uh less deadly now that havoc is gone uh asking where uh if she's remembering her since she just has havoc's mask uh hinting that havoc is gone yeah is she gone gone (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yeah she Uh, lost the match yeah um uh Rosemary does not like this, tells them to leave, uh, and the influence say, hey, you know what, we got we got you a present. It's sparkly makeup to fix your face. And Rosemary comes down off the ladder that she's hanging out on uh, and says, you know, you guys are going to need that when I bite your faces off. And Madison says, you shouldn't be saying that when there's two of us and only one of you. There is no we anymore. Uh, and then Crazy Steve and Black Truth show up, and the influence leave. 
Um, this is an opening for, you know, another like TNA original to step in and help her. Or yeah. Taya. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It could be Taya. That's yeah. what Pat thinks is going to happen. Uh, he thinks Ty is going to show up. Oh, really? Uh, Pat doesn't think that uh, Crazy Steve's going to pull an Eric, a 2010 Eric Young? And yeah, he's he very, he's very disappointed that I, I said in the group chat, oh, "Oh boy, time for Crazy Steve and Rosemary to win the Knockouts Tag Titles." <laughs> <laughs> right. He I'm was not a fan it. of that. He was like, "Ty is going to come back." For it's it. all, it's like, true homage to uh, Eric Young. Yeah, exactly. Eric Young's in the main event. Going for what, the what better way to respect him than uh, have another man win the knockouts titles and then have him get absolutely burned to the ground? Yeah, exactly. Um, after this, we get Kenny King versus Blake Christian. Again, Kenny putting up his spot in Ultimate X for this match. If Blake can beat him, he gets the spot. Uh, Trey Miguel is on commentary, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say this. Maybe it wasn't as bad for you. I thought Trey Miguel was the most annoying person that they had on commentary tonight. Well, we kind of know he's not the strongest <laughs> on the mic. So, yeah. I mean, going into it, honestly, I was like, oh, like, you know, I get it. He's, you know, it makes sense because he, he's supposed to be Blake Christian's friend. But otherwise, yeah, I wasn't, like, interested in. Yeah, he kept Trey. on talking about how Honor No More are window shoppers. And when Tom asked him what a window shopper is, he says, you know, they watch the product, but they can't <laughs> afford the product. And so they just look outside, make sure the coast is clear, and then steal it. And that's what they always do. Uh, that's what everybody in Honor No More does. Uh, and he just kept on repeating this throughout the show. And then when, when Kenny King ends up winning, he's like, oh, he, he's a window shopper, but he can afford the product. I was like, bro, he didn't need to commit to this bit this hard. No. Well, uh, I am happy with the outcome of the match. Yes. Like what we were saying, like, ah, uh, yeah, Blake Christian's good, but to just pull this away from Kenny King would be upsetting. So, oh, it looks like there's some momentum now for Kenny King. Yeah. This, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And also, this was a really good match. Like, oh, an yeah. extremely good match. Um, I thought this should have been the kick off the start of the show just because of how good this match was. That would have been the normal way to go for a pack. Yeah, throw out an X Division match that's going to be hot, get the fans yeah. really invested. There was a lot of chanting for Blake Christian. Uh, so the crowd knew who he was, which is good. Um, and yeah, Kenny King ends up winning with the Royal Flush. And then. Matt Ray or not Matt Ray Walt. Tom says he has an announcement on who the fifth member of the Ultimate X match is. And we get a video package of Jack Evans uh, coming in for the fifth spot. Jack Evans, formerly of AEW. Yeah, he's not signed with AEW anymore. He's no, he he, he left. He left it. Uh, he did not re sign with the company. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jack Evans fits in or comes on in a uh, 20 year vet um and i mean he has some uh x division experience right he was in that uh way back when when they tried to revitalize the x division he was he won a triple threat on tna wrestling on a thursday night episode and then he was in the fatal four-way that austin aries ended up winning to win a contract okay 
day. So like, I, I was a little sad that they didn't show any like highlights of that, and they just showed his like AEW highlights because he he does have a small, albeit small, impact history. Okay. Yeah, I thought that he he'd been in impact before, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Uh, but good. Good to know that. Yeah, that you when I was a him. kid and I saw that 720, I was like, "This is awesome!" I, I instantly fell in love. And he, he wasn't, unfortunately, one of the ones that like stuck around. Like Zima Ion didn't win the Fatal Four Way, but he basically became mainstay of the X Division. Like Jack Evans didn't stick around. Okay, which was a shame. Um. So yeah, apparently Jack Evans has been in two, uh, has come to Impact twice before. He's had two like little runs in Impact. He was in it in 2004 okay. uh, as an original part of Team Canada. Um, Makes sense. Brought in by Scott Damore. Team Canada, uh, looking at it historically, is pretty stacked. Yeah. Um, even though, should be noted, uh, Jack Evans is American, not, not Canadian. Yeah. Uh, and he was brought in for... Uh, the 2004 American X Cup and the World X Cup of 2004 as well. Um, and also was in an Ultimate X match uh, between Team Canada and Team USA, uh, with Team Canada being uh, Johnny Devine, Petey Williams, Teddy Hart, and... Jack Evans versus Jerry Lynn, Chris Sabin, Christopher Daniels, and Elix Skipper. Oof, that's a good lineup. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he came back in 2011, right? Uh, that's what for I'm that saying. that triple threat match uh, against Jesse Sorensen and Tony Nice. Um, I thought it was Tony Nice. Jesse Sorensen was a mainstay. Yeah, it took around for a bit. Yeah, I think he, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesse Sorensen ended up having to retire due to a neck He injury. was the one that broke his neck. Yeah, yeah it was Z- Zima Ion. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, lost in the finals uh, of the Destination X tournament against uh, Austin Aries. Uh, so, he yeah. Was, unfortunately, like, just the guy, he, I'm thinking of it now, like, almost like a poor man's Matt Seidel in the sense that he never had character development on anything I've watched. Yeah. You know, like AEW, he never really had a moment to like have a character, and those, you know, the Team Canada stuff, and then the X Division, you know, get a contract thing. Like they were, he was never there to build a character. It was just like, look, this guy could do seven twenties. Yeah. So, you know, great talent, but I've never seen like a full, the full wrestler from him. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, this is Jack Evans's first real big thing. Uh, that's been announced other than he did get announced for uh, over the weekend. He got announced for progress's uh, tournament strong style evolves 16 or whatever it's called. Uh, he's facing jo- Johnny progress. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. So, so two big th- announcements in, in the span of a few days for him. So, yeah, so good bookings. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we get. Hopefully this isn't the end of J- uh, Jack Evans. It's not just like a one-off appearance. Because as Pat pointed out when it happened, uh, he he said that uh, he thinks Jack Evans would bring some experience, some good matches uh, to the X division, and give a, another big body, uh, big name, or bigger name to the X division that kind of needs some more uh, established names into it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it would be it would be cool to see that, but just based historically, he seems to be like a a lone wolf type of performer. That's fair. Stick around long, so yeah. Depend depends on what he wants to do. Considering yeah. considering his age, yeah, uh, he might want some stability. Yeah, might he might be winding down the clock here. Uh, after this, we get a backstage segment with W. Morrissey and Bupinder. Uh, Bupinder again thanking Morrissey. Um, for helping him and getting the win last week. Uh, and then also uh, saying, you know, if you, if you need some backup tonight, you know, you guys have a big match, but I'm willing to be at ringside for you. And then all of a sudden you just hear PCO scream Morrissey's name. <laughs> and then just pan the camera to more uh, PCO. It's like on. rocking back and forth, banging on a table. And <laughs> Morrissey's just like, I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, after this, we get Matt Raywalt versus Rich Swan. Um, considering Matt Raywalt uh, does not wrestle all the time anymore, and has said that uh, this is most likely his final year of being an in-ring competitor, uh, I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, Do we know why? I think it's just injuries. Yeah, he's had a lot of them. Uh, Looks like he was thinner too. I know he was always like not like a bulky. Yeah. I mean, he looked thinner this time too, so maybe he had the injuries and finally. Yeah, and also like oh. I, I think the thinning might also could be because he's not wrestling as much anymore. He might not be like always getting into like match shape all the time. Yeah, if he's I mean, going to be transitioning fully to commentator or backstage yeah, roles. Yeah, he knows he's transitioning fully. I guess then that makes sense. Because, yeah, yeah. For me, like, like you know, usually. If you're if you're working out and you're still like in that wrestling business, you're you're just gonna keep up with the routine. But yeah, if it maybe combination of if it, you know he has injuries and he's really not looking to be in the ring full time, then that makes sense. Yeah, um, I thought it was interesting that they went as long as they did and had uh, Matt like kind of be in control of this match for most of it. It felt like. Um, there were parts where Rich Swan would take control, but it, it felt like it was more sustained for Matt. Uh, but Matt just kept on getting his eye off the ball with just trying to t- talk as much trash as possible while he was beating up on Rich Swan, which kind of made Swan like Hulk up basically and get stronger and take control of the match afterwards. Right. Um, Matt kept on saying, "You know, Rich, you're not the you're not a real digital media champion." Um, you, you, uh, you don't deserve anything. You're worthless. Uh, and yeah, this ended up being the downfall and, uh, Rich Swan picks up the win. Uh, should be noted. Rich Swan is your digital media champion. Uh, yep. after this weekend, uh, he beat Matt Cardona. They did show the ending of this match at wrestling revolver. Um, but then Matt, Ray, uh, Matt Cardona, uh, beat him up him with the low below and stole the title and walked out of it. Uh, and he's still claiming online that he is still the champion and that wrestling revolver screwed him. Uh, and so he doesn't, ca- he still claims to be the champ. Um, there was some worry that he tore his bicep this weekend and that yes. could, but uh, he's been announced for a bunch of stuff with game changer wrestling uh, for the next few weeks. Uh, they have one of them, which is like if he can compete, but then everything else is like 
set and like they don't have that caveat on there so maybe it's like not as bad as he he, he originally thought or they originally thought but it does seem like he at least for now uh it doesn't seem like it's torn or anything like that okay that's good that's yeah um so hopefully because yeah, i'm assuming at uh slammiversary we'll get the rematch uh but for swan and cardona yeah, no, it'll be a solid match, maybe a pre-show. Yeah. It's getting pretty stacked. That's that's true. Um, it, Yeah, definitely feels like it could be the pre-show because it is the Digital Media Championship, and that was like the whole thing was it was going to be defended on YouTube and everything. Right, right. So uh, after this, we get a uh, little uh, <laughs> reminiscence of what happened on BTI. It was the uh, highlight of... Uh, Alicia Edwards versus uh, Renee Michelle, and Jesus Christ, that was a horrible finish. Uh, they, they literally looked like she like <laughs> like snapped her uh, Renee Michelle's like neck, and she just like kind of like slowly went limp. Yeah, that didn't look great. Yeah. From, from the limited stuff we've seen of Renee Michelle, I've I've been interested. She yeah, fine, but. Anything like with Alicia Edwards doesn't really get my interest. Agreed. Agreed. Much. And that is why we did not watch BTI. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing coming out of this is apparently Masha Slamovich came out afterwards with a picture of Alicia with uh, with an X in blood on it. Uh, and uh, yeah, this would play into after this. Uh, Alicia's with Gia uh, and she shows it to the camera uh, and Giselle Shaw shows up, and it's just like, oh, yeah. Uh, she tries to make a joke about, like, it's art, and then she's like, no, she, she wants to kill you. I'm not getting involved. Um, yeah. Uh, Pat wanted me to note that as long as Masha isn't squashing Giselle, he's totally fine with her squash, squashing Alicia because it's an established name. It's an established name, but it's super low-hanging fruit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, after this, we get the Good Brothers coming out for a promo. Um, basically, this is one of the those promos that the Good Brothers tend to cut every every few months of them just running down their accomplishments and why yeah. they're so important. But this time, adding some extra flavors uh, about how you know they sold out Madison Square Garden so many times. Uh, they've done shows at the sold out O2 arena in uh, England. Uh, they even sold out a show in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, where they were given a trophy, naming them the greatest tag team of all time. Um, shouting out uh, whatever Saudi show it was where they won the tournament to crown the greatest tag team of all time in WWE. That's true. That's kind of funny. That was never brought up ever again after they won it. Um, And then they wanted to run down, since it's coming up to Slammiversary, they wanted to run down the 10 greatest moments of the Good Brothers in Impact history. Uh, and the first one is their debut. The second one is them winning the title the first time. The, sec- the 
Next one is them winning the titles another time. And then after that, it's just every time they beat the Brist- their, their matchup, uh, multiverse match. <laughs> matches, and they just run back the same ending over and over and over again. And we get to the number one spot, and they say, oh, and before we, uh, and our number one is, and the Briscoes music hits, they hit the ring. Um, they run down the Good Brothers a bit, uh, and then they just brawl. Uh, the Good Brothers say that number one was also going to be uh, them beating the Briscoes. Um, and, yeah, uh, also uh, Good Brothers uh, also talked about how, you know, uh, the the Briscoes like to talk about how they've won, like, tons and tons of gold. But, there's like, it's all small promotions that they win them in. And they win things like the apple bobbing competition at their local state fair. Uh, They're the tag team champs of potato sack racing in Delaware. Uh, Basically running down how, you know, they're, they're big guys. They're, they've been in big companies and the Briscoes have always been like the smaller guys in the smaller company in ring of honor for forever and ever and doing indie dates all the time. Uh, So, yeah. I thought this was a fine segment. It just went way too long. I had a chuckle. I laughed. Yeah, there were some chuckles. Chuckles were involved. Oh, yeah. and also Carl Anderson asked the crowd how his skinny jeans looked. You're right. Um, which, you know. Talk to me. As I, as I told, Pat asked how, how I thought they looked. And I said, as good as they can for a 40-year-old man wearing, wearing skinny jeans. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, we get a Josh Alexander promo. Um, he's talking about how, you know, he thinks Eric Young does deserve this. He's been with Impact since the beginning, basically. He's done it all. He's won every title. And anybody would look up to Eric Young's career and Impact and want that similar career, being able to win everything. Uh, so he knows that for the next few weeks, he has to prep. He has to get ready for it. By everything he really means, including the not women's knockout tag team. Yeah, he's Josh Alexander for knockouts champion, knockouts tag champions. Book it. Yeah, um, he is interrupted by Deaner, who's like chuckles at him and says, "Oh, you need to be ready." And then Joe Doran comes in and grunts at him, and Eric and Deaner come from behind and surround him. Josh starts brawling with all of them. Uh, and they get pulled apart, and Eric says he's going to kill him. Uh, he, he wants to rip him apart. Uh, yeah. Um, commenta- or Tom would then run down the next slate of shows for Impact that they have tickets for, uh, including the announcement that Against All Odds is their next Impact Plus uh, slash YouTube Insiders show. Uh, it is scheduled for Friday, July 1st, and it will be live on those platforms. Um, odd decision to do a Friday night live show, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, Saturday, the, the July 2nd, is Money in the Bank. Um, so it's the day before that, but that Sunday is wide open. So <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't have done it that Sunday. Well, then um, that would have been 4th of July. Well, that would have been, yeah, I guess that's why. Yeah, so they want to skip that. That's fair. Uh, or no, it would have been the 3rd of July. It would have been the 3rd, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I just think it's it's uh, like I, I don't know how many people are going to tune off from SmackDown and Rampage to watch an Impact Plus show. Yeah, it might be a little tough on their buys. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Um, after this, uh, Josh is back with uh, Scott and he demands a match with Joe Doring next week. Uh, Scott is hesitant because he says, you know, you should be just focusing on Eric Young. Why would you want to go against somebody who's undefeated in almost two years of being here? And he says, you know, this will get me prepped. This will get me ready for Eric. I'll get to if I can beat somebody who's been undefeated and not pinned in all these times, you know, uh, then I should be ready for him. And uh, Scott says, OK, you, you've got it. But then focus on uh, Eric afterwards. Um, after this, we get the OG Kingdom versus Heath and Rhino. Uh, Eddie is on commentary, um, and he talks about how you know everything's everybody's out to get uh, uh, Honor No More. Um, should be known that all of Honor No More did come out for this, uh, but then went backstage besides Eddie and the OG Kingdom, including PCO. Uh, this would be important for later because. Uh, there was an attack afterwards of all Honor <laughs> No More attacking Heath and Rhino, including PCO again, uh, who would, I would say would be a heel thing to do. But then the main event was him being a babyface. Right. Um, I'm very confused with this, uh, <laughs> role here. They, they yes. need to separate him. Yes. I know he is still stupid. the only person in, in Honor No More that doesn't come out to Honor No More's theme. He has his own Titan right. draw and everything. Just separate them. You, you've been saying this for a while. They gotta like, he either needs to be a heel with Honor No More or just be his own thing. Yeah. Because not both. It doesn't make sense. It's the same guy. Yeah. It, it, it's bizarre. Um, this is a fine match. The crowd was really in, just was really excited for Rhino to get his hot tag. Uh, he ends up getting uh, pinned. Rhino up getting, getting hot tags in 2022? Oh, always a up. good time. Always a good time. That crowd lo- crowd loves that. Yeah. Um, after the match, all of Honor No More jump in, beat up uh, Heath and Rhino, and then they wrap Rhino's leg in a chair and start wailing on it uh, before... Frankie Kazarian, Chris Sabin, and Alex Shelley run in and make the save. Uh, we then go back. Uh, they like kind of do like the cut for commercial, uh, and they're back uh, behind the arena with Rhino getting loaded onto an ambulance with Heath by his side, uh, and Scott tells uh, um, Shelley, Sabin, and Kazarian that at Slammiversary, they get all of, uh, of Honor No More other than Kenny King since he's already scheduled for a match that night um, but that the they need to find two partners and they have to be Impact through and through they can either be currently with Impact or they can be uh, Impact uh, original TNA originals, former Impact people that still bleed Impact uh, but it's up to them and uh, Kazarian, Sabin, Shelley say they already know who they want. Uh, Angelo, I guess this is the point where I'm going to ask who who would you say these two people should be? 
Well, now so that we saw the Wildcat Chris Harris earlier, yeah, I'm thinking he's gonna be one of them, and okay. then James Storm for the other guy. Ooh, because uh, you know what? Really, what is he doing these days? I, I get he's not an impact because he's pretty much done everything in impact already. Yeah. Um. So to have him in the fold on a regular, I guess, doesn't make so much sense. But he, he I think he's a logical choice for Slam Anniversary. If he's not available, I'd be pretty surprised and then maybe i'd say christopher daniels okay um so i'm pretty sure this is the thing that pat has spoiled for me because i he he said that i would never guess this return in a million years um okay so and i'm still very like after this segment pat explained a little bit more and he was just like oh yeah so like if that's the case like it's, go- it's going to be these two who are going to be it. And I was like, why? And Pat was like, I don't know, but I think it's next week that you get this. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, after this, we get the rundown of what happens next week. Uh, we've got Joe Doring and Josh Alexander, uh, Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett versus Kazarian, Shelley, and Sabin. Uh, Tennille versus Rosemary and maybe Alicia versus Masha next week. Maybe. I I don't know. Uh, just because like the last time Masha called somebody out the next week she had her match. So I was thinking maybe that's the case for this. Uh, but who knows? Um, right. But only three matches announced this week instead of the normal like four or five they announced. So uh, I'm assuming we'll find out more throughout the week. Um, but this leads us to our main event. It is W. Morrissey and PCO versus Macklin and Moose. Um, this was basically just four big guys beating the crap out of each other. Big sweaty men slapping meat together. Um, Absolutely. And it was all in good fun. I think everybody in, enjoyed this. Everybody looked good. Macklin was looking, got got the rub here. Uh, he really did, yeah. Uh, he got to pin Morrissey with not with his mayhem for all because there's no way he was going to get Morrissey up for that. But being able to adapt in him with the DDT win and then get in Morrissey's face and yell at him some more. Uh, it looked like they were about to kiss. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that that's what was going to happen. They were because, very close to kissing. Yeah, that I've never seen somebody get that close miss, yeah. without kissing on the forehead or on the lips. Oh, it, was, it was right on the lips. Looked like it was gonna be. I I, I missed you so much. I'm gonna miss you. Good luck in WWE. Let me give you a smooch. Yeah, let me get that smoochy smooch. Uh, <laughs> uh, PCO gets uh, Macklin out of the way. Lays him out, throws him out of the ring, turns around. Moose lays him out with the lights out spear. He starts celebrating. The lights go out. Who comes out? It's Sammy Callahan with the bat. Crowd goes wild. Crowd is chanting "Welcome back," even though he's been back for like several weeks at this point. Yeah. Um, and uh moose goes for lights out spear and he just gets bonked on the head with the baseball bat love that Uh, i thought that was a great spot um and then uh sammy yells uh in the ring saying that anytime he comes out here 
he's got a date with the death machine. And then Sammy Callahan's old theme comes on. Uh, his death machine theme comes on. Uh, so apparently every week he's just going to have a different theme as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, then he says it again, uh, just to the camera, that every time that Moose comes out here, he'll be coming out here as well to beat him up. Uh, and yeah, that's how the show ends. Um, what would you give this show, Angelo? I would actually give this like a thumbs in the middle. It wasn't wasn't the strongest of wrestling shows. I agree. I agree. It felt like this was much more like a weird, like somewhat story driven, but also not at the same time. Yeah, uh, it felt like a lead up to the pay per view, but we still have some time. Yeah, so it's uh, like, and- it should have been stronger wrestling. Yeah, and like it's not like they added any matches to the card tonight. Everything was just like building for TV matches, which felt weird. And I guess I guess the hamp- hamper down on the Jack Evans thing again. So like, just selecting him that means we didn't get like a special you know qualification match. Yeah, and. You know, he's not really a guy that like I don't, he's never held the X Division title. You just said like you know he's he's been around just kind of in spurts and impact. So I guess a little disappointing in the sense that you're you're giving an auto spot to a guy, albeit very talented, someone that doesn't really have like a big impact history. I mean, you didn't even hint at it in the video packages. So. Yeah, so yeah, that, that that is that is true. It, it would have been better if you could have had him, you know, just face someone else and actually qualify. That's fine, but. To just give him the spot felt weird. He doesn't. He's not really, in my eyes, above anyone else in the match. So, yeah, I I agree a hundred percent with that. Um, there's still one more person that needs to be announced for this. Um, yeah. If they're not gonna do another qualifier, um, I would guess this would be a spot for a new Japan guy. Um, whether it's somebody who beat Ace. In the tournament, uh, uh, like an uh, Francesco Akira, who's young, he's very fast, he's very agile. Feels like that would be a good spot for him. Like uh, he doesn't have to take a loss because it's a multi-man match. Um, but also, it could be somebody like an El Fantasmo or even a uh, like somebody else in new japan because the they'll be starting to come over uh for uh forbidden door since forbidden doors the week after uh so it'll be interesting to see uh who the final spot is um but yeah um overall i'd also give it a thumbs in the middle as you said uh but yeah we will be back next week for another episode of the impact power hour um make sure to keep up to date with our uh, our other podcasts um pat should have it one more podcast for best of super juniors for the final talk about who wins it uh this weekend because it is friday um and so tomorrow um and yeah other than that i rest before uh, he wakes up early in the morning to watch uh, I, I'm not sure if he's gonna wake up early and watch it live. Uh, I'm not sure. I think this might be a six six o'clock or six thirty start. Oof! So it might not all be that bad. Okay. Um, or he might he he might 
you know, watch it during the day and review it uh, right after. Um, but yeah, apparently, apparently it's been getting getting some good view viewership numbers on the YouTube and and on the podcast streams. So right, good yeah. stuff. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.